We'll be in Judges tonight, Judges chapter number four, Judges chapter number four. Thank you so much for that song. What a blessing that is, and uh, love hearing people sing for the Lord, and I sure appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you, Miss Shank, for playing the piano, too, and all that you do. We sure appreciate it very much. Uh, Judges chapter number four, uh, I would invite you to stand with me out of respect for the word of God, Judges chapter number four. We're going to read the first five verses, um, and then we will get into the message here tonight. It's going to be a little bit of a different type message this evening uh, out of the book of Judges. We know where we've been so far and uh, all the things that have happened, that tailspin into tragedy, and then uh, we've talked about life in the Lord's woodshed, and we you know, we talked about how God has had to take his children to the, to the spiritual woodshed to help them out and different things, and that continues uh, kind of that prog- progression through. But I believe everything's in the Bible on purpose. Uh, I don't believe it's a mistake, any words that are in the Word of God. I'm glad for this King James Bible. And I th- let me encourage you to study and be a student of the Word. Uh, Judges chapter number 4, it says, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was in Sisera, which dwelt in Hersheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of uh, Lapidoth, uh, she judged Israel at this time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the Mount of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. I was looking at that, and as I was reading through that, I found something interesting. Just There's times that things jump off the page at you when you're reading Scripture. And I was reading through this uh, passage this week, studying for the message today. And those words in verse 5, it says, And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah. There are several times we talk about, that the Bible talks about that palm tree in Scripture. And I was looking at it, and just uh, the Holy Spirit inside of me said, Hey, do a study on that palm tree. And I look at it, and I begin to do a study on it. I think, well, this is different. Well, how do you preach about a palm tree? I mean, come on, Lord, what am I supposed to uh, preach on when you're dealing with a palm tree? But as I begin to study it, there's some intriguing things uh, that we're going to talk about tonight. And I'm going to preach a message to you called The Palm Tree Christian. Be, uh, the Palm Tree Christian tonight. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for the day that you've given to us. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be in your house this evening. Lord, I ask you please to guide my thoughts and my lips. Help me to be your mouthpiece tonight. Lord, let nothing come through my tongue and uh, out of my mouth that would bring dishonor to you. And Lord, may everything that's said and done here tonight strengthen and encourage us uh, in our lives. And Lord, I just uh, pray that you'll help us as we go through life to understand uh, everything in your word is there for a reason. And uh, Lord, you put it there for our benefit. And Lord, we sure love you and we thank you uh, for all that you've done for us. Lord, I ask you please that if there's anyone here tonight that does not know you as our personal Lord and Savior, I pray that I trust you tonight. But Lord, as we do this uh, Bible study and uh, preaching tonight, Lord, that you'll just encourage and strengthen us, help us to be usable vessels for you, and we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. As I was studying this, and it talked about this palm tree, how she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel and Mount Ephraim, and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. I began to study on that palm tree and different things. And the palm tree uh, typifies a spiritual prosperity 
of a believer in the Bible. It's a perfect symbol of who Deborah was. She was one that uh, had spiritual prosperity. She was one that uh, lived a spiritual life. That's why God allowed her to be used in this passage to help the nation of Israel. Every Christian should have the traits that we're going to talk about tonight of what a palm tree has. And the Bible says, if we look at it in Psalm 92 and verse 12, I want you to look there as a springboard into the message of Psalm chapter 92 and verse number 12. Let's see what the Bible says, if you would please turn there. This will springboard us kind of into the message tonight. Uh, Psalm 92 and verse number 12 says this, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. I, re- I read through that verse, and there's been many times I've read that verse, and to be honest with you, my mind had just kind of skipped over it. Just because as I, as I read it, my eyes crossed the page, but I never really looked into the significance of what this passage was talking about. When Psalm 92, 12, it said, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. And I begin to think, what is a palm tree like? What does it do? If I'm going to flourish like a palm tree, I kind of need to know what that palm tree thrives on and, and how it survives and what it does. And so as I was looking through it, there were some four things that I found in looking at these palm trees. One is a palm tree can withstand abuse because its life is not on the outside, its life is on the inside. And I got to think about, wow, how intriguing that is, that a palm tree's life, it grows from the inside out. It kind of swells from the inside out as it grows. And you understand, our life is not from the outside, it's from within. If we get saved, we have a new life in Jesus Christ. And our life is not what's on the outside. One day, this physical body is going to be put into the ground one day. If the Lord stays His coming, the rapture doesn't take place. My physical body is going to experience a physical death. But that is not who I am in my life. This is just the shell that I'm living in. True life is from the inside. It comes from that, that Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of me and lives inside of you. And as I was reading through Judges chapter 4 and it said she dwelt under that palm tree of Deborah, I began to think I need to be dwelling in that life that comes through the Holy Spirit of God. And I got to think about how it grows uh, and, and it can withstand abuse in its life because it grow, its life is not on the in, outside but it's on the inside. Outward abuse of, of the tree does not affect the, the quality of its life or the fruit in which it produces. I begin to think, man, the abuse that this palm tree goes through doesn't even affect the fruit that comes from it. It doesn't affect uh, the life that it has. Other trees add a new outer ring uh, to their trunks every year, but the palm tree grows from within. There's many uh, different pliable things inside of it. They said that you can't use really the wood of a palm tree to build many things because it's very wet and on the inside. It's, it stays saturated on the inside. And I begin to think, you know what, we need to be saturated on the inside. We need to be saturated with the Word of God on the inside. You know why so many of us break when abuse happens to us and we're physically abused or or spiritually abused? Why we break is because we're hard and brittle like most trees. We're We're not growing from the inside. And as the Bible tells us how we're we're to have joy and strength and peace and all that comes from within the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, the fruits of the Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it said, Though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Listen, the inward man is renewed 
day by day. The older I get and the older some of you all get, we understand our outward body gets brittle, doesn't it? We don't have the energy we used to have. You know what, I'm not old, but I'm not young either. And I got to thinking, you know, uh, as I'm getting older and I'm cresting the top of that hill, there's some joints that I didn't realize I had. I wake up sometimes and I'm like, oh, ow. Why? Because the outward man perishes, doesn't it? The outward man gets feeble, it gets tired, but the inward man is renewed day by day. What's on the inside can have life no matter how old we are. As we get older physically, inside, we ought to be growing and have more life even than we did when we first started. And I got to thinking about, wow, what an example that is. In Isaiah 40, verse 29, it said, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increaseth strength. See, Deborah's strength came from within. God was using a a prophetess here to help the nation of Israel because she had the kind of strength that was needed. She knew exactly where she needed to dwell. She needed to dwell with the Lord. Palm trees could withstand abuse because its life is not on the outside, it's on the inside. These palm trees can endure fierce storms. You ever seen palm trees in a hurricane video? Uh, You see all kinds of things are blowing across. I mean, even structures, foundations are blowing, but that palm tree is just bent over in the wind, isn't it? It's still got its roots in the ground, and it's blowing over. It can withstand fierce storms. It'll, bu- it'll bow down toward the ground, but as soon as the wind ceases, it stands back up. And listen, anytime you and I begin to fall when the winds of this world and the winds of Satan and the storms are raging around us, we may, be, we may start bowing every once in a while, but listen, that wind's going to stop, and we ought to be standing back up for the Lord. We ought to keep enduring hardness as a good soldier. They can survive not only through the strong wind and through the heavy rains, but they can also survive a drought because their roots are deep in the ground. They don't get their sustenance from what's on top of the ground. They get it from down what's within. See, they get it from what's down below, that, that, that nutrition that comes from the ground. Why do you think they can uh, survive in a desert area? See, there's times in our life where there's a lot of rain and there's a lot of wind, but there's also times in our life where there's a lot of drought. But if we're like that palm tree, it doesn't matter what the circumstance around us is, whether the storm is raging, whether we're going through certain abuses, but we can understand this, that we can survive because our life's from inside. And I got to thinking about how, as I was studying them, it said they're thick and they're strong. They tap into the resources that are not on the surface of the ground. And listen, they grow uniformly and they grow grow, uh, uh, upright. No matter what the circumstances. You know, the Bible tells us to be upright. We're supposed to be upright. We're supposed to be standing upright. We're supposed to be strong and having our feet planted firmly. And we're supposed to be living right and holy and just and honoring to the Lord. No matter what circumstances are around us. They continue to thrive in famine and desert. And Jeremiah did speak of being upright as the palm tree. Look at Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter number 10, starting in verse number 1, look what it says. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of the heathen, 
or, or be at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the custom of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, and work of the hands of the workmen with an axe. They, uh, they deck it with silver and with gold, they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. Look, they are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. It said they are upright as the palm tree. See, Jeremiah even talked about being upright like a palm tree. The Apostle Paul uh, told us in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 7 that we're to be rooted and built up in Christ. We're to be rooted and built up in Christ. You understand, if we're like that palm tree, there's going to be times that we go through certain uh, physical abuses, spiritual abuses. There's storms and winds and things that are raging around us. But if we have this uh, palm tree, like if we're like this palm tree, we can have life because it's not what's on the outside, but what's on the inside. The problem is most of the time we focus on the temporal. We focus on the things that are outward. We look at the circumstances around us. I begin to think about uh, Peter when he stepped out of the boat. You can criticize Peter all you want to criticize Peter, but the fact of the matter is he had enough guts to step out of the boat. But as he stepped out of the boat and he's walking on water, his eyes were fixed on Christ. He was walking firmly through the storm, but he began to take his eyes off of Christ and look at the storm around him, and that's when he began to sink. But Peter, being a fisherman, I believe Peter knew how to swim. I believe, Brother Ron, that Peter was probably a good swimmer because he was a fisherman, and I'm sure he, he knew uh, how to, if, he, if the boat tipped over, how to make it. But you notice when Peter began to sink, he didn't just swim back to the ship. He said this, Lord, save me. He understood where his strength came from. He understood where his safety came from. It wasn't in that ship that he could get back to. It was in the Savior that was right in front of him. And we need to understand that our life is from the inside. And when the winds are coming around us and we're bent over and it seems like we're just about to snap, we have that life and that nourishment inside of us through the Lord Jesus. And we can be upright and firm in the things of God. Deborah was able to endure storms because her life was rooted in the Lord. We need to be upright no matter what circumstances may be because we're rooted in Christ. Listen, our root system needs to be in the Lord. That's where our nourishment comes from. A palm tree, as I studied, said it could withstand abuse because its life was on the inside. A palm tree could endure fierce storms no matter how hard the wind blew. It seemed like even though a branch might blow off here and there, the tree still was standing through the storm. But thirdly, as I studied it, it said this, the older that a palm tree grew, the sweeter the fruit became. The older the palm tree got, the sweeter the fruit it produced. I even studied, there was times that that the people who had palm trees that were trying to reap the fruit from it, you know what they would do to that tree, Brother Ron, is they would walk up with a machete and they would hit the bottoms of the tree as it was growing. Because they said the more abuse they caused on the outside, it began to shoot all of its nourishment on the inside, producing up to the fruit in which it produced. I thought they would do that because they wanted sweeter fruit. And listen, God allows circumstances in my life and your life not to destroy us, not to uproot us, but to produce a sweeter fruit through us. And there's times that we in our life don't understand why things are happening. But it takes a long time for a palm tree to be fully mature. It could take as long, they say, as 50 years for it to even become in its prime. 
After 50 years, a palm tree is just now getting to the point where it's at its full maturity and it's producing the best fruit. Listen, we need to understand that when the Bible tells us to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, he's doing things to make us the best, most mature tree that, he, that we can be. You know what, the, the, the storms may rage around us and all of those things, but it's all, I believe, God allowing us to be producing better fruit. See, that fruit that we produce is not a benefit to the tree. It's a benefit to the recipient of the fruit. That palm tree, as it produces those uh, coconuts or whatever that, that we have that's coming off of that tree, the recipient of that fruit's the one that gets the enjoyment out of it. But the tree is still enduring and it's still producing much fruit because of the longevity of its life. Our trials and scars develop maturity in our life too. They help teach us to be able to help others. The things that we go through, I'm sure there's many things that you could say, hey, God allowed me to go through these things because uh, now I was able to help somebody else with those things. I'm sure there's many testimonies that we could go through uh, around the room that people say, hey, I went through this hard time and God, I didn't understand it at that point, but God allowed me to talk to somebody else later on in life that was dealing with the same problem I was having or the same trouble that I was going through and I was able to help them find comfort because I was comforted from the Holy Spirit. The older the palm tree grew, the sweeter the fruit become. It said a scarred trunk yielded a sweeter fruit. And I thought, wow. The scars that we face in life, we may think on the outside, man, look what the Lord did to me. Can you believe I went through all of these things? You know, when Paul said, I, I rejoice in my infirmities. I glory in the hardships that I went through. When he talked about all those things, why? Because I believe Paul understood what it was all about. The life wasn't on the outside. It was on the inside. Take your Bibles, if you would, please, to James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1. We'll read verse 1 down through verse number 4. Look what the Bible says. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Wait a second. Hold the phone. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy when hard times come. Why are we supposed to do that? Because we're understanding that the trying of our faith worketh patience. It says what, what's happening in our life is producing a sweeter result. The things that are going on inside of us are producing something that is beneficial to the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Verse 17, it said, For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The light, for our light afflictions, do you think they had light afflictions? Uh, they didn't go through light afflictions. It was pretty trying afflictions. But look how they looked at it, their view. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, For our light afflictions, which are but for a moment. He said, Oh, these things that we're enduring here, they're just while we're here 
But there's a greater thing that we're going to. When Paul said, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. See, he didn't set his affections on things on this earth. He set his affections on things above because he understood that the more he went through was just an opportunity for him to have a sweeter fruit that he produced for the Lord. In Hebrews 12, 11, now no chastisement for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth a peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are, which are exercised thereby. So the chastening that we go through, what's it for? To produce a peaceable fruit, a more sweeter fruit. The scars that we face in life, understand we can look at it as God uh, judging us and God being mean to us. But listen, God wasn't judging the nation of Israel to be mean to the nation of Israel. God was judging the nation of Israel to bring them back and produce a sweeter fruit out of them because God loved them. God wanted them to serve him with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their mind. God was disciplining them. Why? Because he loved them. And he was trying to draw them back and help them to understand that the trials that you're going through, all these things, yes, they were because of your choices that you made here. And sometimes they're not because of our choices. They're because of other people's choices or maybe because of a test. But it all worked together for good, the Bible says, to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. If we'll set our affections on the Lord and not on ourselves, we'll be able to be like that palm tree. And through life as we're growing, we'll begin to produce more fruit the, the more we get into it. The more we're serving the Lord. I look around at people like the MacArthur's that just left. I think, man, what a fruit they produce. I look at some of our older folks in the church, uh, Brother Walt and Miss Mickey, and some of the other ones that have been here for all these years and weathered a lot of storms and all those things. Listen, we can learn from them. Why? Because they, they know what it's like to endure hardness as a good soldier. They know what it's like. Why? Because they're producing a, a peaceable fruit, a more juicy fruit. Fruit, as you would say, and it's not the gum. It's the right kind of fruit, the fruit that comes spiritually inside of us. I saw people, the kids look up at me when I said a juicy fruit. They're like, what? Wow, look at that. He's talking about gum. I'm not. I'm talking about a fruit that comes from the Lord, the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All of those things are not from the outward. They're from what's on the inside. The Holy Spirit takes up rest. It says He indwells us. He doesn't just uh, come on the outside of us. He comes on the inside of us. And He indwells us. And as we walk with Him and we follow in what His guidance is in our life, we produce a fruit that comes from Him. And our nourishment comes from within. The palm tree also, it said, is evergreen and beautiful in stature. It doesn't change its color in the fall. It doesn't become barren in the winter. It has year-round beauty that offers shade for the weary. I began to think about, wow, it doesn't matter what season it is, it looks the same. It doesn't matter what comes around, it's always the same. It produces shade for the weary. Listen, we're to be consistent. We need to have holiness in our lives every day. We need to have strength and be encouraging to others uh, just as that shade comes. Can you imagine being in a desert and the heat just bearing down on you? Man, you're so thirsty. You can't figure out where it's going to come. And all of a sudden, there's a palm tree. And you get to stand under it in the shade and just, how refreshing. 
you don't understand what it's like to be an encouragement to somebody else. Can you imagine what it's like to live a life that you can say, hey, listen, I know storms are raging, but the Lord can give you rest. When we talk about hiding under the shadow of the Lord's wings, when we talk about uh, dwelling in that secret place of the Most High, it said, I'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I began to think about that palm tree which brings shade from the sun, from beating down of the heat upon our life, and how we need to be encouragements to others as well, like the shade of a palm tree brings to other people. And as a palm tree reveals uh, a source of water as well, it shows uh, inside of that uh, coconut that's in it, guess what? People can drink from that. They can find refreshment from those things. And just as they can, uh, it, it produces those kind of things, we need to be able to point people to the living water, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll flourish as a Christian. When you're filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit and you're rooted and grounded in Christ. The storms can come, but you'll endure. The winds will blow, but you'll be still planted. And as I was going through this, Brother Ron, it just seems like Psalm 1 just kept coming back. And it said you'll be planted like a tree that's by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You know, there's been times that I've walked around and I've looked at trees, big, huge oak trees. It just seems like the wind came and just snapped those things right over. But then I've watched hurricanes on television, watched them, and the wind's blowing, and you see those things just bending over. And the wind stops, and what happens to them? They stand right back up. Because a palm tree, they say its roots don't just grow out. Its roots grow down. Why? It gets grounded deeper and deeper the older that it gets. And I thought, man, how pleasant that is and how it produces a good fruit and how it, uh, when you look at it on the outside, man, it's always green. Those leaves are, or those branches are always green. They always seem like they have life. Listen, when people see us, they ought to understand that there's life inside of us. There's life inside of us. We'll flourish when we allow our trials to develop the maturity and our closeness to the Lord. I want to ask you, though, do you do these things that we're talking about? Do you allow the circumstances? Do you allow the storms? Do you allow all these things to produce a spiritual fruit in your life? That's what we're supposed to be like. But you know how it does all of that? Because the life is from within. And it gets its water source from where it's rooted and grounded in. See, if you root yourself and ground yourself in this book, you'll be able to endure hardness as a good soldier. If you try to root and ground yourself in the ways of this world, you're going to fall and be uprooted when the storms come. But if you'll ground yourself deeper, the more you get into, into Christ, the more mature you get, the deeper your roots grow, the stronger you can be. The stronger you can be. Judges chapter 4, I want you to turn back there again if you would. Judges chapter number 4. That thing about the palm tree, being that palm tree type Christian. I knew it was kind of a different kind of study, but I, was, I thought it was very intriguing, the things I was looking at as I was going through, where it said in Psalm 92, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. I began to think, man, flourish like the palm tree. 
But then as I began to study and figure out what it was talking about, how the palm tree withstands abuse because its life's on the inside and a palm tree can endure fierce storms and how the older that the tree grows, the sweeter the fruit becomes and the more scarred the trunk that's there, actually the sweeter the fruit becomes and how it's evergreen and beautiful and stature and all those things. And I was studying down and as I went down through it, it said, in this passage of scripture in verse number two and the lord sold them into the hand of jabin king of canaan and he reigned in hazor the captain of whose host was in sisera and i looked up sisera which meant battles and i thought okay so they dwelt in area of battles and battles came so they needed some strength from the lord and how do we overcome how do we uh win how do we overcome defeat in our life and all of those things and i began to look at that and I begin to try to think about the enemy that's on the outside and a lot of times we look carnally with worldly reasoning at the battles that we face but to defeat the enemy God raised up Deborah that's what he said he raised up Deborah in this passage let's keep reading verse uh, 6 down through verse 8 and she sent and called Barak the son of uh, Abadonia and uh, Kadesh Naphtali and said unto him hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded saying go and draw toward Mount Tabor and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun and I will draw unto thee to the rivers of Kishron Sisera the captain of Jabin's army with his chariot and his multitude and I will deliver him into thine hand and Barak said unto her if thou wilt go with me then I will go. But if thou will not go with me, then I will not go. And I begin to look at Barak and I begin to think, what a coward. What a chicken. Had to have a woman fight his battle for him. That's what I begin to think. Had to have a girl fight for him. But God began to say, hey, study deeper. Look deeper into what he's saying. See, because God raised up a prophetess, Deborah, and just said she judged Israel at this time. And I begin to think, why did he pick Deborah why did he put Deborah now Barak is here and he's supposed to lead the army into battle but he looks at Deborah and he says I will not go unless you go with me and I thought man what a coward I thought I could just imagine somebody pulling in our parking lot and our safety team saying hey ladies go get it so we don't have to and I thought man what chickens my goodness I'm never I'm thinking I'm never gonna do that Lord said well if you study what I really meant by this you'll understand the truth that I'm trying to get across. I was looking at it, and the word Deborah comes from a Hebrew root word meaning the word. The word. And I began to think about hmm, what is it that delivers us from our battles? What is it that we need to take with us to battle? What should we not go to battle without? The word. The word. And I thought, why did he want Deborah with him? Because her name came from a Hebrew root word, which meant the word. And we should never go to battle without the word. we got to have the Bible with us. When he tells us to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, he said, stand therefore. And he goes through talking about the armor of God. And he says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We should never go to battle Satan and his devils without the word of God. We should never go to fight a battle without it. 
The Word of God delivers us from the wisdom of this world and from the error of sin. Her husband, Lapidoth, meant flaming torches or firebrands. That reminds me of the Holy Spirit who rained down His power upon Pentecost. And I thought, how can all of that stuff happen as I begin to think about, well, who is it that leads us and helps us? The Holy Spirit of God leads us. So you had the Word and you had flaming torches and firebrands and how God is that, that ever-burning fire inside of us and that's what it needs to be. And I was studying deeper into these things and I thought, man, it is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that gives victory and deliverance in the battles of our life. The Bible plays a very important role in my life and your life. This is not just a dead book that you and I get to read every so often just to find uh, uh, some time to take up our time in our life. No, it is ever living in, in our day and age. The Bible says that he breathed on it. It's inspired by God. It's a living book. And the more you study it, the more help you find along the way. And you ought to never go to fight the, the devil without it. You ought to never go to fight the flesh without it. You're no, you're no match for yourself. Without the word of God. You're no match for the devil. Without the word of God. See when it said. In that passage of scripture. It said and Barak said unto her. If thou wilt go with me. Then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me. Then I will not go. And she said I will surely go with thee. Notwithstanding the journey that thou takest. Shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord. Shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak uh, to Kadesh, and I began to think about, whoa. She was saying, listen, when you fight the battle, though, understand the glory's not yours to get. The glory's in the Word. The glory's in the Word. The fact of the matter is, our glory in the battle, we, if we come through on the other side, we're very good at patting ourselves on the back and saying, hey, guess what? I conquered that battle. I did a good job, didn't I? Somebody want to pat me on the back as well? Look how wonderful I was in that battle. But she said this to him. She said, oh, yeah, I'll go with you. She said, but understand that the journey that thou takest not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into thine hand or into the hand of a woman. What she said was this. The word of God is the only one that can conquer the battles. The honor's not yours. I began to think to myself, Lord, Why? Did he ask for Deborah to go? And as I studied what that root word of the meaning of her name meant, and it meant the word, I was convicted at the, at the thought of how many times we try to go fight the battles without God. And we wonder why we're uprooted. We wonder why we can't endure hardness as a good soldier. But we need to have that palm tree Christianity that our life is from within. And the more that the scars come, the sweeter the fruit we produce. The more we just find more life from the circumstances around us. The Bible is very important in our life. And if we're going to defeat the enemy within us, which is that flesh, and we're going to defeat the enemy all around us, which is the devil in the world, then we're going to have to have the Holy Spirit's leading and the Word of God in our life daily. And it said that they were in bondage for 20 years. But then God gave it into their hand. 
And I thought no matter how much bondage you're in, no matter how long you've been in it, listen, the Lord's willing to deliver you from it if you'll just come to him and let him be your guide and let the word of God be your guide. I asked myself, Lord, why did you want me to talk about this? Why did you want me to preach this? And I really have no idea why other than to encourage you that, listen, no matter what comes in your life, no matter the scars that come, God has a plan and God has a purpose. And you need to understand that we don't always know what God's plan and what God's purpose is, but to trust that he has one and that his plan and his purpose is better than any plan and any purpose that you could ever have for yourself. And just understand the more that those trials come, the sweeter, more juicier of a fruit that you can produce for him. Glory in our infirmities. How can we do that? Because our life's from within. Our life's from within. And the more that you grow in Christ and the older that you get, the more spiritually mature that you get. They say that sometimes the lifespan of a palm tree can be 200 years old. And I thought, my goodness, guess what? It outlives us. You plant a palm tree, it outlives us. And guess what? This word outlives all of us, doesn't it? It said, the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Aren't you glad for the word of God? That water of the word that we can find nourishment from that can help us produce a good fruit. Let me encourage you to be that, have that palm tree Christianity when the storms come. Because guess what? As soon as you walk out of this room tonight, Satan's on the warpath. Satan's on the warpath. He's going to try to get you to get uprooted. And if you're dry because you have no water of the word, you're going to get uprooted. But if your life comes from within, and man, how sweet it is. And other people get to enjoy the fruits of the life that God's given us to live for him. With our heads bowed and eyes closed.